you have laid the perfect plans or you are in the middle of coming up with those perfect plans. And maybe not everything's going perfectly if you're actually get to the point where you're like executing on those plans. That's what our card is about today, or our two cards. I'm T, this is Burning Tarot. My plans are uh, a little awry. I am in Deschutes National Forest, but in a different part of it than we usually find ourselves here on Burning Tarot. Um, I'm on the Fall River. <clears throat> and it was kind of hellishly dusty and hot, but now it's raining. So I'm cowering from the rain while I camp. <laughs> and... uh Plans to have a camp, camping dinner with family are probably going to be canceled because of the rain. That really fits well with the card that we've pulled today, the first half of the reading. We have pulled the Seven of Swords. Now, swords are often thorny and spiky and stabby. That's just how they are, you know? So often when we see a sword pop up in a reading, we go, uh-oh, what's up? And um, we are using the Centennial Edition of the Smith Rider Weight deck, illustrated by Pamela Coleman-Smith, a.k.a. Pixie. So, what does the Seven of Swords look like in Pixie Land? Well, the way that she has illustrated it, we have a yellow sky and a yellow-ish earth. There is an encampment in the background uh, could be for a fair or more likely could be for a battle. And there are pennants, you know, colors flying from each of the tents. And we can see some people huddling in the background. Um, one of them holds a staff. In the foreground, most of the card is taken up by a dude, presumed dude, I hope that genderification doesn't upset anybody too much. Presumed dude is wearing a very funny hat. It is red with a furry black trim and matching little booties, which are so cute. I would totally love to have that. And he's wearing a tannish tunic and fetching blue-gray tights. He's looking over his shoulder to see if anybody is noticing that he is walking off with five swords. Two more swords are still plunged into the ground, so they're standing upright. So he's looking over his shoulder going, Hey, has anybody noticed what I'm up to here? I'm stealing these swords. I'm making my plans. I'm up to my devious business. But this card doesn't just have to be about devious business. It can be about any of that kind of mental activity for the swords do speak to our mental activity. Uh, any kind of planning, design, making our, our special preparations for something. And when we do that, of course, we get in our minds an idea of how things are going to play out. We imagine that we know, or at least there's a good possibility that X, Y, and Z are going to happen. They'll be followed by A, B, and C. 
and isn't it going to be great? And in our culture, we're taught to really focus on that way of thinking. We are taught and encouraged to do goal-oriented behaviors and set up a lot of steps to get to each bowl. Bowl? <laughs> to get the bowl, to get the goal. You know, so it's it's part of our culture. It's a sit around and play with your brain kind of thing to do. And it's it's also fun, especially if you're a Virgo or if you're somebody else who likes making plans. When we pull this card, it suggests this is a time for making plans. But like I mentioned before, those plans may not unfold as we expected. And that brings us to the whole idea of expectation. Expectation is tricky. Now, if you're a Buddhist, and I know some of you are, you're going to look at that word, you're going to think about expectation. And you're going to go, ah, well, there's, there's one of the biggest traps there is. When we you know, set up these expectations. We are expecting reality in all of its vast strangeness, in all of its mystery and chaos. We are expecting it to hew to our will. And th this can be a problem with um, intention setting, magic practices. Lots of these things are all about, I get to decide what I want to happen and then I'm going to make it happen with these steps. It can be a business goal, and then oh, I'll write my five-year plan, and here's all the details. It can be, I'm going to set this intention with my crystal. All of these attitudes imply that we are in a position of power. Are we really in that position of power? Or are we more kind of, hmm, you know, kind of at a... a delicate and, and even tentative relationship with vast powers of fate and universe that we don't even understand. So when we're making our tricky Seven of Swords plans, it can be tempting to ascribe to ourselves great powers because of our power of will, our power of organization. Everything's going to come out the way we want it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and maybe not. So as we're doing our Planny McPlanerton planning, um, what is it that we can look towards? How can we help ourselves get grounded and come through this, um, this planning time or this time when previously made plans are showing themselves to not be spinning out exactly as we expected? What can we look to? Dun, da, da. We can look to justice. Justice is an impressive card. She is seated on her stone throne with two pillars behind her and some cloth as well. She faces out directly at the viewer. What little of the background that isn't her kind of columns and throne apparatus what little of that we can see is bright yellow, so it matches the card, the Seven of Swords card that we were just talking about. And another way that it matches is that there's some nice red on this card. Justice is robed in red, which is trimmed with a really nice hue of green. 
And by the way, if you're going to be in the market for your own tarot or tarot deck, uh, and you're looking at getting this kind of classic Smith Rider or Smith Weight or Smith Rider Weight, however you want to call it, um, this Centennial Edition has a different print quality and color than a lot of the ones that you see. So it's it's plenty bright, but it's not like hideously garish <laughs> the way they often come out. And the green trim on the red robe just reminded me of that because it, it doesn't look like Christmas. It just looks, you know, it looks really sexy. If I was going to have a giant robe to hide in, I would want it to look like this. Justice stares out at us with open eyes. She wears a golden crown with a square gem set right in the middle. In her right hand, held upright, is a sword. In her left hand, holding downward, is a set of scales. So this card, at, at the most basic level, is telling us to look out for balance. What is it that we are charging forward towards with our swords? That rhymed. Okay, nice. You know, sometimes we can grab our swords and whether we're sneaking out of a battle. I should have mentioned that about Seven of Swords. That This can also be some tricky, not just plans, but tricky interactions with others. So there might be some battleground feeling going on with interacting with somebody else, particularly if it's around that kind of plan or design. So as we're doing all that, um, we can try to balance our thoughts and our emotions. And that's what justice is doing with these scales. Justice also tells us to look towards higher things. This is a major arcana card. It's the 11 in the major arcana. So justice basically trumps the seven of swords. <clears throat> when we invoke justice in ourselves, we can be in invoking our sense of what is good and correct and right. We can be invoking our sense of solidity. Justice is very solid, very able to see both sides of a situation without necessarily getting sucked into one side or... Um, so this card's interesting because you can read it as a social justice type of card. If like, I'm going to fight for the one thing I believe in. But it also implies um, there's, there's an impartiality to a judge. And we can think of that. What part of ourselves is able to look out on our plans, our conflicts, and see both sides of any given issue? This would be a great time to invoke our internal ability to do that. And we all have that ability, and we all, <laughs> we all lose touch with that ability sometimes. At least everybody I know. <laughs> so having the justice card here says, okay, let's remember we have this, this unique power that comes from trusting our sense of balance, trusting our sense of what's right and wrong, without getting too sucked into it. I mentioned um, earlier that with the plan making, there can be this sense of expectation and that in some practices and some um, Buddhist things that I've read, we'll just say that, people that I've talked with, 
expectation is given, um, it's given a pretty, maybe it's given a short shrift. Maybe it deserves that short shrift. It's, it's shown to be kind of a trap. And its cousin, disappointment, is something that has been brought up for me lately. Um, so if we have goals, we want everything to go a certain way. We want people to act a certain way, and then they don't. They say this other thing. And then our expectations get blown, and our poor little minds get all a flutter and a twitter with worry and fret. So justice offers us a little bit of a panacea for that. Um, How do we get in touch with that sense of justice within us? I think that's personal to each person. Um, I would love to hear how you get in touch with your sense of balance, with your sense of justice, or just having good judgment, being able to sit back and be solid and really survey multiple points of view, and make a really solid, good decision. What, what are some tricks and household hints that work for you? I would be interested to hear them. You can email me at burningtarot at gmail.com. And I would be most glad to read about that or about how you're doing and, um, and how the readings here at Burning Tarot have dovetailed or flowed along with your life in the last month or so. And um, always happy to hear from you guys. I'm T, this is Burning Tarot, and I hope you have enjoyed our two cards of the day. I'm going to walk into the rain, rainy day and enjoy some time by the river. <laughs>